0: You're listening to The 98 Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The 98 Podcast. I am your host, Kieran. And today we have another episode of our 2020 side series where I bring on guests to dive deeper into what it's like to go through the pandemic from their point of view. Today's guest is Amber. She is an early childhood educator and Amber was actually on episode 16 where we talked about birth control. So please check that out if that interests you. For more information on Amber and today's topic, please follow us on Instagram at 98.podcast and at just underscore amber.nc. Welcome back to the show, Amber. Hello, hello. And before we begin, I just want to put out a disclaimer like usual. Everything we're sharing here is based off of our life experiences. We're here to give you an honest response to today's topic, so let's get started. All right, Amber, how about you introduce yourself a little bit? Um, You can kind of talk about how
1: you're, the school you went to, graduation. Okay, Um, I just graduated from CSU East Bay last May, Um, Mm -hmm. so right around the time the pandemic started. I got a degree in early childhood development, human development, with the emphasis on early childhood development. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, my last semester was very hard because I had a thesis to finish, and mm-hmm. it did not go the way <laughs> I expected it to, mm-hmm. but I was able to make it out. Um, I didn't have any, well, I won't... My plans after graduation was to take off, take a year off, mm-hmm. and then maybe find grad school. My dad has been pushing hard for me to go to grad school, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh, no, I think I'm going to take, take a year off. But mm-hmm. um, around June, I think maybe because I was starting to get bored, mm-hmm. um, I looked for online community college classes. Mm-hmm. So, and I found really interesting things that I felt like might help me, I wouldn't say advance, but help me learn more and understand more of my field. Mm -hmm. So I was actually really excited to go back to school.
0: Yeah, no, I I just wanted to jump in and say, like, I feel like that's something that's very similar about us. And that's kind of why we're friends. But <laughs> like, I, when you started taking those classes, I was just like, dang, I kind of want to do that, too. And I don't know what mm. happened. I mean, I was going through my own at the time. And so I don't think uh, I was yeah. like paying attention. But mm-hmm. I think that was really cool. Because I don't think people talk enough about the fact that just because you have like a bachelor's degree from, you know, college or university, you can still mm-hmm. go back and just take classes online at a community college or, you know, probably in person once this pandemic's over. So I really liked seeing and hearing about that from you. Like you just took classes for fun or to just do something during this weird time.
1: Yeah, no, um, I felt weird saying like I was taking them for fun, but I mean, I felt like that was really true because yeah. I was taking like a young children's art class where we did like a bunch of art projects. Mm-hmm. And then, in order to get my, for the state of California, you need infant and toddler units in order to like be in the classroom alone and handle mm-hmm. your own classroom mm-hmm. um, for like children, I think a year to birth. Um, oh. mm-hmm. Yes but yeah i I found it very interesting being in those classes, and mm. I'll be honest, while I was doing some of those classes, I sort of felt like the degree i, I just mm. got meant nothing because i I felt like what I was learning in community college was more related to my field versus what I was learning um really? during my yeah during my undergraduate program,
0: wow. yeah no Um. i i feel like i can relate to that i haven't taken any other classes but i was just looking up well because like my whole degree was like marketing and design and Mm. i've been doing more of the design stuff and i just looked up quick little programs to do on the side just to learn more design elements and i never thought that those were going to be helpful but or (laughs) as helpful or even more better than like my actual university classes that you're Mm -hmm. paying pop dollars for but sometimes it's like what can you do beyond your education to like get a better education like i think i what Mm -hmm. i learned from college is that you don't necessarily need college college to Mm -hmm. get better in your career of interest you can actually do a lot of outside and like resource use other resources to get Mm -hmm. that knowledge but yeah
1: yeah I yeah. feel like there's a lot of resources out there, but it I feel like it just takes some time finding the right ones that fit for you
0: mm-hmm. you know, yeah, but yeah, you mentioned that you were applying for grad school, right, or you have applied for grad school correct
1: um yes, I'm actually in the process of applying to grad school i Yay. I honestly feel bad. Uh, bad because like um, a couple months ago we had like a college fair where um, so I'm interested in going to continuing my education at CSU East Bay uh-huh. they have a um, graduate program for early childhood education that's mm-hmm. more more direct um, and so I'm very interested in it so I went to a college fair but I felt like the, the lady in charge I forgot what they're called the chair um Mm -hmm. person um I felt like she wasn't very helpful and Mm -hmm. even even when I look on the website like I didn't know I had to do three letters of recommendation I didn't know Mm -hmm. I had to do write a statement of purpose Mm -hmm. um it was and plus like I don't know the deadline there's no deadlines on on the application and it's just like Oh my goodness, like I feel like I'm sort of like filling out finishing up this application in the dark.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: mm. Um like I think when I did ask the lady, I think she said May or June, but I'm just mm. like I feel like since I'm not confident in the date where I need to turn in all these things, I feel like I have to get it done as soon as possible. Mhm. Um but as of right now, I have all my letters of recommendation. I'm struggling to write my statement of purpose yeah um but other than that I am very excited and looking forward to grad school
0: yeah no definitely I've like I've been looking into grad programs too because my whole struggle was kind of like I want to go into teaching at a university level so getting my Mm -hmm. PhD and so my struggle was kind of like do I take the direct route of going from a bachelor's to a PhD or do I do a master's and then a PhD and I guess because i was debating both of those things and i was trying to talk to so many different people who were selling me so many different things i've Mm -hmm. been putting it off in general so i was like you know what either way the end goal will end up being a phd hopefully you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's pray but if not like at least i'll have a master's if i do a master's so i've been looking into a lot of programs and i agree i feel like sometimes the people who are like telling you about this stuff are not always 100% sure. Luckily, like Mm -hmm. the programs I'm applying to, yeah, I, I kind of was inspired by you applying to your, you know, school, your undergraduate school. Mm -hmm. because USF has, like, a cool marketing intelligence program, and I was like, oh, I want to look more into that, because I, you know, like, why not? And I've been in contact with a few of the professors just to kind of understand. So maybe, like, I would recommend maybe if you know who the professors might be or, like, who's taken the class or, like, the Mm -hmm. masters, look for them and see what they do. But would you be interested in learning or doing a master's in something different than your undergraduate? Like, how does it differ for you? As opposed to what you learned in undergrad,
1: um, I feel like it's it's just basically more directed because when I was an undergrad, my department title was human development, so mm-hmm. it was more broader to like adolescent, um, old people, uh, <laughs> the old pe- the old the I don't know what are older people called elders. <laughs> Uh there's like there's like a term uh, like a term for it but I'm just like I thought that class was pretty cool and it was just basically theories but I feel like for the grad program it's more directed at like how to make a curriculum and like different areas different fields and I think it's from I think birth to third grade oh
0: okay or
1: eight years old yeah um the it the range is more broader for this program, like the age mm-hmm. range, um, right. which I think will be cool because I know my end goal, I really would like to work with kindergartners, mm-hmm. if not maybe getting exposure to like a little older children, like maybe first, second grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I'm just still thinking, 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 thinking. Yeah,
0: no, I feel because I think... Okay, because we were both in AVID together, and if no one knows who that <laughs> what that is, AVID is what is it? Advanced, advanced
1: via... individual yeah. determination, <laughs>
0: something like that. Oh my gosh! But um, so we were in this class for six years, actually. You, <laughs> it's for four years in high school, but we started in middle school with it uh-huh. so, for some reason. And yes. I feel like I never appreciated AVID enough, and I I mean like there were some times when I was just like this is stupid and I still agree like now Mm -hmm. but I liked how they forced you to prepare your college documents in that class like that's all you did in the class like how to write your personal statement how to get your letters of rec and everything and so I now forgot how to do all that and that's like my huge thing I don't know why college is so hard to apply for like the fact that you want to continue your education is a huge thing anyways, but then there's so many hurdles that stop you from actually doing it. Like all of these documents and everything and all the test scores. Like I'm trying to pick programs that don't require a test score. But Mm -hmm. then it's like, uh, I don't know, man. It's so complicated. But yeah, hopefully like whenever you need anything, let's connect because I feel like a lot of people don't apply for grad school right away or aren't and yes. so it's helpful mm-hmm. to have someone who is to help motivate you too. But yeah, nice. that's that's super exciting and I hope you get into whatever program you're trying for and thank uh, you.
1: Yeah,
0: Appreciate yeah. <laughs> of course. Um so let's dive a little bit into so what you're currently doing and your job and everything and how about you start off by just explaining where do you work?
1: Um so Just because it's, like, a big corporate, I won't say their name specifically, Mm -hmm. um, but I work for a private early child care center. Mm -hmm. Um, They just opened in May 2019. Mm. There's, like, at least... 18 classrooms in the whole building. Mm-hmm. It looks very small on the outside, but it, I feel like it is a lot bigger on the inside. We have, like, a Movement Matters zone where it's, like, a little inside gym. Mm-hmm. There's playgrounds for, like, four different age groups. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we, cool. we're, we're a new center, so.
0: Yeah. So, like, it opened in May of 2019.
1: When did you start working with them right um, away? Yeah, um, so... Luckily, it's so it's very interesting how everything worked out, because at the end of my sophomore year of college, I was like, oh, I think, you know, the end of next year, I think I'm going to start getting into what I'm taking my classes for, so that way I know, Mm -hmm. like, if I like working with young children, if I don't like it, like, maybe get more experience, get my foot in the door, and it's so funny, because I totally forgot about this, and, like, I felt like it happened. I was passing one day um, by my house, and then I see, like, oh, there's an early childcare care center opening up, like, five minutes away. And mm-hmm. I was just, like, I had my eye on it um, since I first saw it in December, December or November of 2018, mm-hmm. so a couple months before. And I just kept checking back on their public website and, like, seeing if there's any job openings. Mm -hmm. Um, and when there finally was, I think job openings in February of 2019, Mm -hmm. um, like I, I applied, I submitted my resume and it it was very, it was a very interesting hiring process because they made us, um, do like, I think the main, the heart of the corporation is like in the East coast. So I had to do, like, a telephone screening with um, some lady, and I kept missing her calls because, I'll be honest, I don't like talking on the phone so much (laughs) with, like, people I don't know. Yeah. So, but then once she left, like, her voicemail and, like, who she was, I was like, okay, I gotta do this. I gotta give a call back. I I gotta get over this mentality of not talking on the phone. Mm -hmm. So, um... We, we had our meeting, and then she was like, oh, okay, would you like to go in, go in and talk to the director? So it was a, actually a two-part interview. The first part, I went, and the, the director, my director, she showed me the whole building, mm-hmm. took me on a tour of all the classrooms and the playground and asked me, like, questions, you know, like the interview part. Mm-hmm. And then after we were done with that more face to face interview i had to do an interactive interview so i actually had to go to we call them sister centers you know other locations and mm-hmm. do um like shadow a classroom and then the teachers um rate you oh. like how yeah. yeah teachers rate you like oh how interactive were they you know did they seem to follow instructions well mm-hmm. Um, and one of the ladies told me, oh, you're a natural. That's great how Aww. you went. <laughs> yeah, because I remember I went I went to do my interactive. And there was these mean girls picking on this boy through his thing in the trash. And I was Aww. like, oh, my goodness. Uh, no, thank you. Like, I yeah. told him, no, that's not nice. Um, but, yeah, eventually, I think all this happened. My interview happened. I remember it clearly because it was the day after my 21st birthday. And of, and, of course, I was just like, oh, okay, I got to do this, I got to do this. Um yeah. But I probably didn't get a call back until maybe, like, a week, week mm-hmm. and a half later. Um, super excited. I had to do, like, a background check, fingerprinting. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. No, that... The... Oh, sorry. I just wanted to say, like, I just I thought it was really cool because, like, it's kind of like you bought your job before you even graduated right like yeah Mm -hmm. so that's really cool wait I wanted to ask you um well I guess if you know this or not but with (laughs) before COVID happening did you have more students or um like because it was a fairly new like building and center I don't know if you know you were still growing at the time but Mm -hmm. that's just something I wanted to know like are more people using these centers with COVID going on, or has there been kind of, like, a drop-off? Because parents are usually now home sometimes with the kids, Mm -hmm.
1: so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, when we were opening, of course, it was, like, a slow start from the beginning, but before the pandemic, we had almost every classroom open, so that was, like, what, 18 classrooms, um, Mm -hmm. and each classroom, like, the older kids had 24 in each classroom, Younger classrooms tend to have like 12, eight or 12 or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was definitely a, a higher capacity of people d- before the pandemic. but um, after the pandemic, um, we had to cap cap classroom sizes like cut them in half, mm-hmm. especially the state of California being so very um, proactive about like safety measures. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the older kids' classroom had 24, now they became 10. My mm-hmm. classrooms that I teach in, they used to be 12, but now it's 10. Um, but I feel like it's the same amount. Like, I feel like the children that were there until the beginning when we closed in March mm-hmm. of 2020 were the same kids that come back the first day. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, if anything, in my classroom, I did have a child pulled out. She she just started coming, and she was only in our classroom for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I think in November, November December, when the COVID cases started going up again, mm-hmm. um, the parents pulled out. And also because the, the mother was pregnant, and she was going to have a baby May of this um. year. Um, but honestly, I feel like we definitely have a lot less children than before the pandemic but then at the same time whoever who i guess whoever wants to come bring their their children they come so
0: okay i guess like a follow up to that then like what safety precautions are being taken then to make sure that everyone's safe and because this is, like, a daily thing. It's not even, like, mm-hmm. a camp where they drop them off and, you know, and then yes, they pick them up yeah. at the end of the year.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, no.
0: Yeah, so what's how is that, like?
1: Um, we definitely have to do a lot more cleaning. Um, we do a safety, uh, safety, uh, health check in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so each morning we have our health screener. Um, they take our temperature at the door. We're asked various questions. The questions honestly got a lot more, I don't know, not not harder, but there was definitely a lot more questions added during Mm -hmm. the holiday breaks. Mm -hmm. Like, did you gather with three or more households or Mm -hmm. have you traveled more than 150 miles from this location
0: wait is that just for us staff or is that for the kids too (laughs) oh yeah no no they're asked at the door like did you go to a party
1: yes i wonder if you'd be honest
0: too
1: oh yeah uh, that's a that was honestly a concern for a lot of us teachers because we know some of the parents that are center are very much like they might lie just to get their child in yeah but um Luckily, you know, we actually haven't had any cases of COVID at our center. Um, oh. We've been able to function for so long. Like, if anyone was even sick, like myself, when the season started to change, I mm-hmm. got a little, like, I had a little sore throat and a little mm-hmm. runny nose. Um, and I was supposed to either stay out for, for 10 days or um, take a COVID test in order to return. So I ended mm-hmm. up taking a COVID test. Mm-hmm. um but yeah if anyone had um like if they weren't feeling good then we really highly like don't come to work mm-hmm. or don't bring your child we need a doctor's note or something upon return Okay. um but honestly I felt like having these health health checks made me feel safer
0: okay
1: just because like I, I've during the pin during the during working, I've been thinking about, like, finding a second job, but then also realizing, like, not every other company does does health screenings like we do, or, mm. so that's why it's just, like, okay, I'm not comfor- comfortable to find anywhere else yet, just in case they don't have the same health procedures.
0: I see, yeah, and I guess, like, that's really cool to know that they're screening you all, and all of that and like yeah even so okay i guess (laughs) as little kids like you're working with two-year-olds right or like Mm -hmm. around that age so they don't really know how to be clean like that's just a fact but then now with like covid going on how has like have you seen an improvement in how cleanliness has improved in their lives because i guess like just knowing Like, you even knew my little cousins. Like, when they were two or, like, that little age, they were gross. Like, they were eating stuff off the floor and shit and, like, Mm -hmm. all that gross stuff. And I'm just trying to imagine, like, when you put children into that context with, like, COVID going on, I'm assuming that the kids don't wear a mask or they are or mm, I'm sure they're not wearing gloves or anything like that. But, like, how, Mm -hmm. how do you teach kids that they need to not... Be kids, you know, they have to act a little more mature than probably what this world would ever expect them to do or be like. Yeah. But yeah, how do you? How's that going on with the kids involved in all of this?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, recently they said that children, children to two year olds can wear masks in our classroom. So far, mm-hmm. we haven't had any child where parents bring their bring masks for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I know I did have one parent ask a couple weeks ago about it, and I they seem very interested in it. But I don't know when they're gonna start having their child wear a mask. Mm-hmm. But in order for what we do to have children, um, I guess more you enforce more safety and health procedures for them Mm -hmm. a lot of it comes from like reading books you know there's books on germs um Mm. like having daily conversations about it um a lot of the children in my classroom do talk um Mm -hmm. but there are some that don't talk Mm -hmm. so I just try and like do what I can um it has to be repetitive because a lot of the children that are two don't have um very good job at like permanence like remembering mm-hmm. and of course they're still like working on remembering but I feel like we've like repeated repeated the steps like to washing our hands we sing songs while we wash our hands so that way we mm-hmm. we know we're washing 20 seconds like ABCs mm-hmm. um uh, meal during meal times, we have we used to have multiple children sitting side by side at the tables. Instead, we switched it to where it's um one one child at each side of the table. Oh, okay. So, so instead of having like six children at the table, we'll have four.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. That makes sense.
1: During nap times, we we make sure cots are six feet apart and children are head to toe if they're like next to each other. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um. It it's just it it does get a little hard because especially when children are sneezing and coughing, having them cover their mouths and is very <laughs> it's very mm-hmm. difficult.
0: Yeah. No, that's why Uh, I wanted to ask this question, because, like, kids are pretty gross in general. (laughs) It's like, how do you make them ready to not be that way? And I know we talked about this a little bit before the recording, too. And I love children, by the way. I'm just being, like, the devil's advocate and asking these questions. (laughs) But we talked about how, like, the – well, I was saying how the new generation of kids coming in may Mm -hmm. be really good at preventing – Yes. colds and flus and stuff just because they're going to be trained from a very young age to wash their hands as soon as they touch something or as soon as they do something or to constantly wear hand sanitizer or you know something like that and i feel like that's not really done normally usually in schools, mm-hmm. right because you're just yeah. like oh they're kids you know let them play in the dirt but now it's like you gotta teach billy not to play in the dirt or you, know, you can't <laughs> you know stuff like that and mm-hmm. um I had another question that I wanted to follow. Oh, I was going to say, you, uh, before COVID too, did you notice if like kids, whenever they were playing together, playing near each other, you know, w- like I guess in general, like people before COVID were very buddy-buddy, you know, if we took pictures, we'd like put our faces together and selfies and everything. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you have to kind of now stop children from doing besides like sleeping, you know, like further apart from each other, sitting further apart? Like, if you see them, like, giving each other hugs or, like, stuff like that, is that something that you guys have rules against? Like, touching or, um, like, preventing them from being super close in that sense, if that makes sense. (laughs) I know my Um, question's kind of all over the place.
1: it, it, It does make sense, but I feel like, um... In regards to touching, if anything, we have no more high fives between teachers and children, Mm -hmm. but we can still give hugs. I mean, of course, with the two-year-olds, a lot of my children have separation anxiety,
0: like when they leave in the
1: morning. So sometimes they do need comfort or they wake up and have a bad dream. Mm -hmm. Um, There, I would say my children are very hands-on with each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Very big on, like, giving each other hugs. Yeah. Um, if anything, sometimes they try and kiss each other, and that's where I sort of draw the line, just because yeah. that's more of, like... I a... didn't want
0: to say that, because I was like... Because you know how kids are very, like... Oh, 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 oh. And, like... Yes. You, I, and I know that's, like, very normal for, like, parental type of figures or educators to mm-hmm. also be like that with kids, but, like, it's, it's COVID, you know? <laughs> so, like, yes. how do you tell them, like, this is not okay to do right now? <laughs> I don't know, you know, so yeah, Yeah. but that makes sense. It's really hard, especially with working with such a young age group of children that probably don't understand why things are going on. But do you also address COVID in your classroom? Like if they ask questions like why... Why am I not allowed to go the, I don't know, to Tahoe for Christmas like I usually do? Or maybe they don't even know that because they're kids still. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, did, have you had those questions before where they're like, why can't I do this anymore?
1: No, I feel like my children are on, like, they're beginning to understand things. But it's still, like, if anything, I feel like the four-year-olds would probably ask that question and understand what that means. Yeah. But my children... They're like they're like in the in between of being a baby and of being like um, more independent and more mm-hmm. more aware of their own actions on on the uh, world, their environment around them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. But yeah, I so far no questions about <laughs> why <laughs> why we can't do this, why we can't do that. If anything, yeah. there are why questions, but sometimes they just like to hear me talk. Yeah, that's it.
0: Cool. And then I have another question about, like, your workplace. And did Mm -hmm. you all ever consider doing more of an online system where you could do things with Zoom? Or at least with the older kids, because it makes sense that they would Mm -hmm. be more able to, like, understand how to communicate via screen versus in person. Just wondering, because a lot of schools did shift to that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm area Mm -hmm. um i think when we were in the middle of like the stay-at-home orders um We were trying to figure out ways of how to communicate with each other, like parent, like teachers with the parents and the children. And for some reason, I felt like my company, well, at least my center, was against Zoom just because I don't know if you remember hearing stories about the Zoom bombers. Yeah, yeah. Where, pe- where people would, like, bomb other people's Zoom, somehow yeah. hack into their Zoom meetings. Yeah. So we, we just felt like Zoom wasn't the safest Option just because Mm of that. Um, And I don't think it's been talked about since. Mm -hmm. But if anything, we have used Zoom, but that's more of like for, like if people want a tour of the center or their incoming families and they they want to see the classrooms. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's the only time we use Zoom, but (laughs) it's it's nothing related to like, having the children sit and the teachers teach
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah and then is there anything that people may not know about your center that you might want to share that we haven't talked about or anything you want to bring up
1: um let me think um so our center it's only teachers and children that are going in and out of the center. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are workers mm-hmm. like say we need maintenance on like our washing machines. Mm-hmm. Um people will come in and out. Um but we don't let parents come into our center. We don't we don't let like delivery people come into our center. It's just mm-hmm. w- in order to limit the number of people and who's coming in and out. Um mm-hmm. We, we just have like teachers take their children to their classroom and then that's where it gets hard. It's like when we have like new children to the, new children to the center, it's just like they're being taken away from their parents. Their parents really can't see what's going on and it's just, I feel like it's sort of like a little disconnected. Mm -hmm. because of this um there's less like parent involvement and it just sort of seems like everything's rushed with like talking to parents and yeah um but
0: yeah yeah and then um kind of to wrap up like the work related questions um Mm -hmm. what are some pros and cons to working during this like pandemic with your position as an educator
1: um I'm very grateful to have a job Mm-hmm. um <laughs> I know especially having a job so early on we we closed in the end of March and we were able to come back the first week of July mm-hmm. um so I'm very great that even through the holidays I was able to have some place to work even though I was doing you know unemployment applying for unemployment
0: mm-hmm.
1: um I don't know it just felt really weird for me to be doing nothing and making money right (laughs) like it it just did not sit well with me
0: yeah
1: that I was just so eager to get back to work um what I feel like a con of the pandemic is I really can't use my sick hours unless I'm really sick
0: Uh, (laughs) like in case
1: I just want a day for myself you know yeah um I mean I can always do a time request but it's not the same
0: (laughs) yeah no that makes sense and I know I kind of, like, really, <laughs> like, spiritually vibe with the whole idea of, like, getting paid to not do anything. Like, I couldn't mm-hmm. do the whole EDP or, um yeah, is that it? Like, the unemployment stuff? Yes. Because uh-huh. I feel like me and you, this is why we're friends, too, is, like, <laughs> from a very early age of, like, middle school, we would always volunteer together. We'd be yes. working even for unpaid, like, stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we've always had that, like, hustler mindset of you know yeah. like we're gonna work and we're gonna help and we're gonna do this and we're gonna like mm-hmm. build up that reputation too and so I think definitely like the pandemic that like for me too like just that whole period of not working was just so yes. weird mm-hmm. like it was such a out-of-body experience because mm-hmm. we've never like I think both of us we've never not worked for like so long and so mm-hmm. just yes, sitting at home definitely. so weird but I'm glad that you were able to get back to work pretty quickly and
1: Yes, I was able to do safely. this podcast.
0: So, yeah, I yes, know. Right? That's
1: great. <laughs> we're Literally.
0: We're, we figured out new platforms and ways to do this. So, that, yay.
1: Yes.
0: um, Cool. This kind of segues into the next topic a little bit. Social life. Do you have one? It's
1: <laughs> a uh, pandemic. I and feel like no, yeah. I, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be honest, I felt like I, even before if anything, I like I like to hang out with my friends, mm-hmm. like college friends and of course mm-hmm. our friend group. Mm-hmm. Um but like I'm I'm not really much of a partier or anything. Um I live a very quiet lifestyle, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I consider myself a a worker a working person. <laughs> like even yeah. before before this job I was working multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, honestly, I feel like my life is a little boring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay, well, I was the opposite. I was going to parties every weekend. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I feel like during, especially with college, like you went to East Bay. You... we weren't in our hometown. We were out doing college things, and I think mm-hmm. I really liked that. And I, I really was someone who yes. was like constantly busy with people, not mm-hmm. really going to parties, but like just actually just I don't know like mm-hmm. vibing and everything and so I think my social life did fall apart for a pretty long time and then I think through this podcast I'm able to talk to people again because this is like this is my personality in general is just talking to mm-hmm. people so it's nice to have like a platform to just do that and share experiences and stories so I don't know why i never considered doing this before <laughs> I think I never yeah, had no. time you know uh-huh. so yeah I feel you though I, I'm kind of like not doing anything now and
1: yes I mean if anything I feel like I have found new hobbies to try new hobbies mm. to do like yeah I've le- I've learned how to braid my hair I'm I'm tired <laughs> of wearing my hair up on, <laughs> in a ponytail like yeah. I'm ready to learn some new hairstyles yeah
0: no wait you didn't know how to braid hair no what
1: for what? the longest time i got confused
0: you know what that makes sense i feel like i used to braid your hair a lot like at lunch or something
1: yes yeah <laughs> i would That's always funny. get confused on like like when i, I put the first strand yeah. of hair over i would get confused on like what's the middle part now is it the original middle okay or the new middle i created but yeah anyways
0: no, that's, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but I do agree. I think this is a good time to find new hobbies and like things to do that you mm-hmm. can even do by yourself. And so yes. that way you're not endangering others' lives, you know? Yes. And mm-hmm. I feel like a cool thing, okay, not a cool thing, but like for someone who used to meet people every single day to go mm-hmm. to like, oh, we're going to meet once a month or like whenever it's safe. Mm-hmm. It makes you really value the time that you do spend in person together. Yes,
1: definitely. And so...
0: I don't know. I really like that, and I know you know we're trying to plan something for Valentine's Day. We're doing a Valentine's Day, okay. and I'm looking forward to that. I'm course, very
1: excited.
0: We're gonna social distance and like from afar. That's why we were thinking of doing like an outdoor picnic in a like yes, secure that would be place. Cute. Yeah, but I don't know. I miss like hanging out with you guys and oh, man. karaoke.
1: I man, know karaoke.
0: Bowling. Like we 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 <laughs> were doing all of those like on like party party thing <laughs> yes. like other forms of hanging out. Oh man. But yeah, do you think like do you <laughs> are there while COVID's still going on and I'm sure we're not gonna get a vaccine. At least our age group isn't gonna get it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um what what other things are you kind of doing with your downtime when you're not working to I don't know to pass the time I guess.
1: Um, if anything, I feel like I've, I've been looking more into, um, like natural remedies. Like I'm very interested into like, this is a whole different, like, (laughs) I feel like I did a whole 180 from childcare. Like I'm very interested into like natural medicines and learning more about, um, herbs. Mm-hmm. um like I don't know i I feel like I've been really focused on being more sustainable like mm-hmm. living a more sustainable life right um just because it's better for the earth and there's like a lot of cool things I feel like out there yeah to to be sustainable and I'm just like looking at like ways like I can cut back like maybe change my eating habits, maybe become mm-hmm. vegan i don't I'm slowly working that way. Uh-huh. But still, I, I really like my meat. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I've just been, like, reading books on, like, um, like essential mm. oils. Like, I don't mm. know. DIY. I just really want to learn how to, ma- like, do everything.
0: <laughs> I Your birthday wish list now makes a lot more sense. <laughs> um that's cool though i feel like that's still really productive and you get to Mm -hmm. because everything's so slowed down that you get to explore new hobbies and things and yeah
1: like that's really cool
0: yeah yeah definitely um cool and so kind of wrapping up wow Mm -hmm. we're kind of towards the end of this already but (laughs) what's your outlook kind of I say kind of so many times damn it what is your (laughs) outlook on for the future in the pandemic or non-pandemic I don't know like how do you do you think the pandemic has influenced the way you see the world now and how you plan for future and
1: yeah yeah um I felt like maybe before I wasn't as prepared for emergency or anything Mm -hmm. as much as I should be like even like Especially during the summertime, we had a lot of wildfires, and at one point, I, it was mm-hmm. getting really close to us, uh-huh. that it was making me nervous. Yeah. So, I guess, like, in case of emergencies, better being better prepared, having a plan made, um, I don't know, just making sure I have important documents in one spot, um, but... I mean other than that I also plan to like hopefully travel more. I mean, I wanna travel now when mm-hmm. I have like days off. Mm-hmm. But then I can't go more than a hundred and fifty miles for my job. So like I really wanted to maybe do a drive to like Oregon or because Oregon has like no taxes. What? So it's just like oh yeah, they have no, no state taxes. How do they function then? I don't know, but they, I think they're doing pretty great.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. That's
1: but, cool. yeah, mm-hmm. I just want to travel.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I, I agree. I I was someone who didn't really care about traveling. Like, I was like, all right, if I have to go somewhere with someone, sure, why not? Like, I'll make the best of it. But I have definitely, because of being stuck at home for so long, I do want to mm-hmm. travel. And I feel like you never know what might happen in the world or, like, if this was ever to happen again, like, let's hope it doesn't, but I do Mm -hmm. want to experience things so that like, I won't regret it later and just be like, I could have gone somewhere, I could have done something. And Mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah, I think definitely just focusing on being happy. I was also someone who just planned everything to the detail. And with the pandemic, like, that doesn't like matter anymore. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I think I'm trying to go more with the flow and just focus on like small things that make me happy. Cause I think I'll remember that more than like, dang, I was planning my graduation and it never happened, you know, like mm-hmm. the small yeah. things are going to definitely help. But yeah. And so I guess to wrap up, do you have any advice Amber or anything for anyone who's looking into being an early childhood educator or I don't know, other stuff.
1: <laughs> huh. Um. Well, I'll be honest. I feel like if you're an early child educator, especially during the pandemic, it's never a dull day.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: uh, like, there's always something happening, whether it's, like, someone getting hurt or <laughs> something happens to someone. Mm-hmm. It's never a dull day.
0: Yeah.
1: D- yep. I feel like my job is not boring. It's always keeping me on the move, keeping me on the go. Yeah. Um, and I, I really love my children that I work with, even though sometimes they can be a little difficult. They have their days, but I also have my days.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: like, I, I guess just go in with a open mind because there's different ways, um, there's new methods of teaching new methods of doing things Mm -hmm. um it's always good to have an open mind in the early childhood field
0: yeah and yeah awesome 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 and I guess for my advice um continue to wash your hands use hand sanitizer wear your mask (laughs) when you're outside please 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 because then people like Amber who have to go in to work like actually leaving her home can Mm -hmm. be safe too if you're safe so yeah don't go outside if you don't have to stay indoors it's chill we're good it's all good Mm -hmm. we'll get through this together but yeah thank you amber for being on and of course thank you everyone for listening um any last things amber nope awesome (laughs) all right well until next time Bye bye